Hey, what's up, all you dividenders out there, if I can call you that? It's New Year's Eve here today, here at the old homestead, the old Casa de Dapper Dividends, and we're getting ready to uh, have the day off work, so we're going to go somewhere tonight. We don't know exactly where yet. First off, I wanted to give a quick shout out to CJ Hexy on Twitter, who said he's currently on episode 55 and listening to about five episodes a day until he catches up. And he wanted to say thank me, thank you, which he's thanking me for the knowledge so far. And it's helped him a great deal. And he's started to read The Tattooist of Auschwitz because of my mention. And, you know, it's just really cool to hear something like that. Now, I'm not making any money from this podcast and I'm just doing it for, you know, for the fun of it, it's really easy to do, but the thing is, is it takes time. And I was literally just telling my wife that I was reminded of the Matthew McConaughey quote where he dropped his, I think he had a uh, music, music label. I wanted to say studio, maybe studio. Anyway, he was doing about five things and making B's in them. So he dropped two of them to make A's in those three. So I totally can relate to that. And I keep taking on more things. And I was just telling my wife that I have the podcast. I have the website that I'm just about ready to start putting information on. I'm hoping every day that might be a little bit more than I can chew. But so I have uh, the podcast. I have the website, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, my full-time job. It's quite a bit. I, I want to share all this information. So I'm really at times struggling to find the time to do it all because of my job as well. But you know what? It's okay because just that tweet from CJ Hexy that made it, that really brings it home if I'm able to help somebody. And I really haven't been sharing my book, uh, my book recommendations. I just finished reading 100 Baggers, which was really good. And now I'm on to a book called The Outsiders. It's about eight CEOs and what they did to really propel themselves into the upper stratosphere of the great CEOs running companies and giving those incredible shareholder returns to, to the company and to investors. Really interesting stuff. Obviously, Warren Buffett's in there, and we just went through Capital City. So those are two books I just read. I'd really like to get into more fundamental fundamental, fundamental analysis here in 2022 coming up. Uh, again, it is New Year's Eve. And um, yeah, so speaking of how crazy things have been, we just remodeled this, uh, this little gas fireplace down here by where I record the show to you guys. And, and it's taken up a bit of time. So this episode after this custom-made intro for you, is going to be from the YouTube video about all the dividends that we added to the bridge portfolio in 2021. And, you know, that's another thing I'm struggling with. So I shared the bridge portfolio and then that self-directed IRA where I pulled 30 grand from and just put it in there and then the Roth. Now, the issue with the Roth and the self-directed is the self-directed, I'm not planning on putting any more money into it. So it's literally just going to sit there and I sold IBM in it so I could get up to a hundred shares of, uh, of realty income and start selling covered calls on that. So that's something that 
I really didn't think of. There's no more money going into it. So it's just going to sit there and wait for dividends to collect until I can buy more shares of something. Not the greatest, uh, you know, for a weekly update. And then same thing with the Roth. Uh, with the Roth now here in the United States, I can only put $6,000 a year into, and then it caps out. I can't do any more until the next year. So I will be able to put money into that beginning next, uh, tomorrow, next year, whenever you're listening to this is obviously in the past. So, uh, that one is a little bit better. I'm probably going to back off on the bridge until I can max out the Roth. And if you didn't know all that a Roth IRA is, that is after tax money. So that's money that I will never pay taxes on again, because we're investing that after tax and it's a retirement vehicle. And if you are in the United States, you can always pull out your contributions. So if I invest that 6,000 a year, I can pull out 6,000. If I invest 24,000 over four years, I can pull out $24,000 at any time. There it is. The frog in the throat is back. Yeah. So we woke up, we had some deep dulcet tones and now it's just all gone to crap. So because my vocal cords are not cooperating this morning here talking to you, Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and end this. I'm going to say happy new year. If you're listening to this today and uh, yeah, happy new year. If you're listening to this in 2023, It's always going to be a happy new year. (laughs) I thank you for joining me. And I hope you do enjoy this special presentation of my YouTube channel, where we reviewed all the dividends that came in in 2021. So let's get to it and enjoy. And by the way, let me know on Twitter at RustyRam78. If you want to say hello, I like it when people say hello. Have a good one, and I will talk to you in the next one. Sup? So my recording area is just about done. Uh, You saw last week that we were remodeling the area, ripped out a gas fireplace. We're putting in the uh, electric fireplace, which is going to look really snazzy, and I'm probably going to try and incorporate that into the future videos. But what this video is all about, what you clicked on it for, is we're going to go over all the bridge portfolio buys for the whole year, how much dividend income we got, and a little quick extemporaneous, new word for the day, (laughs) which means off the cuff, I'm just gonna give a few quick thoughts on each position. You're gonna see how many shares I bought, and we're just gonna have a good fun little go at it. So before we get to that, this is just our journey we're sharing, our little path to financial independence, This bridge portfolio is something that we started around the end of 2018. Now we do save about 30% of our pre-tax dollars goes into our 401k through my work. And then we have other investments in portfolios. We have a Roth portfolio, a little bit of real estate here and there. Uh, And we're trying to pay off our mortgage to reach being debt-free as quickly as possible and we're making up for lost time. So we live frugally and we invest a whole lot of money. And if you're helped at any point during this video, please don't hesitate to like and subscribe. And now without further ado, let's talk some dividends. Before we get to the buys, we did have a few sells. Most of them were pretty insignificant. Five shares of BP here, five shares of Wells Fargo here, a couple shares of Albemarle that were stragglers. So we cleaned up some of that, rolled it into 
more core positions. The biggest one though was we sold 10 shares of 3M and we rolled that into the Roth portfolio. So I wanted to max out the Roth for this year and I needed, you know, a little, little bit over a grand more. So we sold those shares of 3M and boop, right into the Roth. First was Apple. Now we did buy one share of Apple at $146.95 and we wanted to start a core position, but it just started running up really quickly. I thought we was gonna drop and we sold that for a 30 dollar gain so i didn't include that in the dividends added obviously and all the added numbers are as of right now today which is december 30th 2021 so any increases throughout the year this is just what we're looking at right now so just to make it really simple we bought four total shares of abv and you can see what we bought them at so that had an average of 109 dollars 19 cents love abv they're going to be coming up on a patent cliff uh, with their big drug Humira and that's coming up in a few years here really quickly so that's something to look out for and that's probably going to affect a big chunk of their revenue but anyways as the things are right now that added $22.56 of dividend income next up ticker ADRNY this is Koninklijke Aho de Laza so Aho de Laza is a uh, European primarily in the Netherlands a grocer they do have Food Lion over here in the States. Very solid. They have a couple spinoffs coming and I love them. If you're not familiar, look into Ajo de Laza. Now, props to hats off to my friend, the European Dividend Growth Investor for turning me on to that. And this is why we should always try to expand our knowledge and base outside of the United States because... There's so many opportunities and consequently, if you know any Indian investors, I'm looking to see what kind of Indian investments may be out there as well. So definitely take a look at that. And speaking of foreign, keep with the theme, we bought six shares of British tobacco, British American tobacco, took a BTI, $17.91 of dividend income was added. So those six shares averaged to $36.35. BTI tobacco is not going ever anywhere. They are starting to shift away from the combustibles as are most. They want to go into the heat, not burn. They don't want people burning stuff. It wanted to be heated. And also the nicotine pouches are something that I would look forward to as a trend that may be increasing. Started a position in Clorox in the bridge portfolio, ticker CLX. Now, I love Clorox. They have so many products that are much more than cleaning. They have Burt's Bees, which a lot of people doesn't know. Burt's Bees, uh, Kingsford. They have Hidden Valley Ranch. Uh, it's really interesting how many diverse products that Clorox has. So super solid company. Those six shares averaged $172.09. And you can see we bought at $182.97 and at the low was $160.21. Really solid company, and I like them. That added $27.84 of dividend income. Six shares of Cisco averaged $45.87. These were earlier in the year. Really looking for more of that tech exposure, and they were a darling back in the 
uh, the internet bubble days, the dot-com bubble, and they burst a little bit with that. But still, solid company, make a lot of hardware, and they have exposure to that cloud, which is where everything, I believe, is shifting toward. Added $8.88 of dividend income. 11 shares of Gilead, ticker G-I-L-D. They make the bulk of their income from HIV drugs and hepatitis B and C. And they are starting to branch out into cancer space. And what I like about this is it's very recession proof that people, regardless of the financial environment or economic environment, people need treatment for a lot of these illnesses that are still unfortunately with us. But one thing that is to knock about Gilead is sometimes their drugs work too good and it really reduces the uh, population of people that are trying to re-up and reuse their products. So I guess it's a good problem to have for society, but as investors, hey, you know, we'll take it. They're helping people live healthier lives. So really enjoy Gilead. And I think I'm going to be adding some more Gilead in the near future. Oh, and Gilead added $31.24 of dividend income to the portfolio. Newer position to the portfolio, seven shares of Intel, ticker INTC, averaged $50.36. Now Intel, looking forward to them to getting into that cloud space as people are shifting away from the PCs and looking at Intel, uh, they have a lot of nice things they're going to be doing with that mobile eye uh, autonomous technology. So Intel, Pat Gelsinger is new, taking over the helm as the CEO. And I think Intel is really going to go up from here. And I just did a video on them. And I said, I think that they could potentially be a turnaround play, much like Microsoft was uh, back in the day. So new CEO, exciting things going on at Intel added $9.73 and they are one of the companies that I'm going to be focusing on adding pretty heavily here in 2022. And then why not? I really should be adding more J&J. &J. Three shares averaged $163.77, added $12.72 of the portfolio. I'm sure most of you know, but if you don't, they are going to be spinning off the consumer health segment. And a lot of this probably has to do with the talcum powder liabilities and some of those things. Plus, that was the least of the three. They also have the medical devices and the pharmaceuticals. So the consumer health, which was like your Band-Aids and your Neosporin uh, and your baby Johnson's baby powder, that is really not core. And compared to the other two, you know, they're just going to separate it, maybe try and unlock some value in that way. So $12.72 was added. Kimberly Clark pulled back after the pandemic. It was setting a really high bar. They had some crazy revenue numbers. They weren't going to match that. So people started dumping Kimberly Clark and selling off. And I was buying between their sanitary products and diapers and acquiring Softex in India. They're exposing out into the uh, Pacific Asia Rim. Love Kimberly Clark. They're not going anywhere and they were a little bit overvalued because of the pandemic. So I'm happy to buy them. Haven't bought in a minute, but we did add nine shares at an average of $132.42 and that added $41.04 of dividend income. This is a dividend darling that some people dumped on just recently. Leggett and Platt, ticker LEG. They make a lot of seating components, seats and bed frames and mattresses and just 
they are a very diverse company that I love adding and they're not going anywhere as well. It's a repetitive thing I like to say, but they were being and are being removed from the S&P 500 because of their market cap. They're just being shifted down to the S&P uh, mid cap 400. Not, not going to change anything with the business. So still a fundamentally strong company that I, as you can see, 17 shares throughout the year. Whenever I had 50 bucks or, you know, underneath that certain amount, I would just add more Leggett and Platt because very solid. So that added $28.56 of dividend income and they were a dividend king, but they're going to lose that, unfortunately, because the dividend kings are all part of the S&P 500. So they were for a hot minute a dividend king, but they're, they're still a dividend king in my book. And I will not hesitate to add more Leggett and Platt. In 2021, we added all of our Lockheed Martin. God, I love Lockheed Martin. The news just came out with the web telescope, the camera that was affixed to that, that's going to do the bulk of the snooping on the Galaxy was a Lockheed Martin design product. So really proud of that. They're not just weapons. Yes, a major part of it comes from that, but they're also expanding into space and they have many other things that they do other than just making things to blow things up. But all in all, we added 10 shares at an average of $337.25, which added $112 of annual dividend income to the portfolio. So we had 15 shares, we sold 10 of them, we were down to five, and now we're adding and building back up slowly 3M, which is another company that I really want to add more of because they're moving and shaking, they are doing many things, once you look for that 3M logo, it is near ubiquitous. You see it almost everywhere. So 3M is a company that is, again, a dividend king, very, very strong company, very well diversified, even into the technology space. So as my guy Ian Lopik says, they are a technology company. So 3M solid, and I will be adding more of them in 2022. Yeah, so speaking of Leggett and Platt, how I would spend money to buy extra shares if I had, you know, quote unquote pocket change. Well, I do the same thing with Altria, ticker MO. Again, much like British Tobacco, they're moving toward that heat, not burn. They did just lose that lawsuit against uh, British American Tobacco with the IQOS. That is a patent infringement design that... The government here said, no, you cannot sell that in the United States, but that's okay. Altria is still a cash cow. They're going to just keep bringing money in and they are trying to evolve, as they say. They have their initiative moving beyond smoking, which is interesting. And another thing that I don't do, you'll notice, I don't buy fractional shares. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just my style. I don't like to own fractional shares, so I don't reinvest dividends and I always buy whole shares. So we bought 15 shares at an average of $45.12, which added 54 big dollars to this dividend king. And, you know, we're not buying Altria for the growth. We're buying that for the massive amount of cash that they return to shareholders. So they'll keep growing that dividend. They have plenty of cash coming in. And I'm always going to be adding Altria here and there throughout the years. We added five shares of Merck at $77.72, averaged that out, added $13.80. Merck, again, like most of the pharmaceutical companies, they have 
a patent cliff that they're facing in the near future with uh, Keytruda. So that's coming up, I believe, in 2027. Now, we did a video on all the pharmaceutical companies, the major ones that have that patent cliff coming up. So again, something to watch out for and be aware of. But Merck, again, very big, gigantic company, not going anywhere. And, you know, on another pullback, I think I may be adding more. So we did buy a share of Organon, ticker OGN. Now I received a share of Organon. They spun off from Merck. They are a women's health pharmaceutical company. And I thought I was going to build a position, but I ended up just rolling that into more Merck. So I only had the two shares, the one freebie and the one that we bought. So we sold it and just doesn't count. We rolled it into more Merck. And now the big one, ticker PEP. We got PepsiCo. You can see all the tranches we bought, 52 of them, remember, 52 a week. So the lowest that we bought Pepsi at was at $129.80, and the most was today. I begrudgingly bought at $173.25, which I'm keeping the experiment going. I think it's crazy. I never would have bought here, but guess what? I never would have bought at $143.25 at all-time highs, so I would love for it to be back there. So the 52 shares averaged out to $150.66, added $223.60 of dividend income to the portfolio, and that's our 81st share, so 19 more weeks to go, and we should hit that 100 around the uh, first or second week of May in 2022. PepsiCo Man, I, I could go on and on about them. I've done several videos on PepsiCo and all the great things that I think that they are doing. And did you know that they own SodaStream? That was something I recently learned. That's how big they are. So really cool company to own. Next, Procter & Gamble, ticker PG. Four shares throughout 2021 we bought of Procter & Gamble. Average $127.01. That added $13.92 of dividend income to that Bridgeport Bolio. Procter & Gamble, I think most of you are familiar with them. Crest, they have toothpaste and all the consumer products that we use throughout our daily lives. Go in your bathroom and start flipping bottles and packages over. I guarantee you on two to three of them, you're probably going to see that Procter & Gamble logo. This was a one-off because we had 24 shares, but we bought our 25th share of Prudential, ticker PRU, added $4.60. I bought that $106.65. Now, I wanted to buy that under $100, but... I wanted to just round that 24 to 25. And that's kind of the fun thing I like to do with these portfolios is you really tailor them and make them your own. So 460 from one share of Prudential. Another one here we spend quite a bit on is AT&T. 31 shares we added to the bridge portfolio at an average of 27.52. Now that did add currently, and I say currently because it's going to be reduced or as I like to say, right size. $64.48 of dividend income to that portfolio. So AT&T, love them, and Verizon, which we'll talk to about because they are so immense and so big, and they're just such a hard moat to crack. There's really three gatekeepers of that 5G and the wireless moat. It is Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile in that order with Verizon being the biggest. So 
those three companies are kind of the three giants and I don't see anybody challenging them anytime soon. And they are all paring down and getting leaner and meaner. And I, I've said, I think a lot of these companies realize that that earnings per share is not indicative of a really healthy and growing company. Now it can be, but value, long-term value per share is much more important. So AT&T is really beaten down right now, but I'm confidently buying in there. One of my top buys still confidently going into 2022. And I also am buying this because I want that Warner Media. We're going to get shares of Warner Media from the merger with Discovery and the spinoff. And I think Warner Media is one of the only entities that really can challenge Netflix. And it's not going to be Disney, as we're seeing with Bob Iger, who just stepped down. It's kind of an admission that they got to go in a different direction from the streaming. So love AT&T, love Warner Media, and I'm buying both. Getting down to the nitty gritty here, five shares. We started a position in Vwaggy. Vwaggy, ticker VWAGY, which is Volkswagen. Five shares, average $31.68. They do pay a dividend one time a year, so it's only a one-shot added $2.82. And you do have to pay fees on that because like Conan Clickyard, they are an ADR. So that means they're an American depository receipt where they're pegged. I think they're at a 10 to 1 ratio. So every... 10 shares overseas is worth one here. No, I did that backwards. Every 10 shares here is worth one there. So take that for what it's worth. Volkswagen, I think they're going to be the second uh, behind Tesla. They have such a big network and base and they're in basically every continent. So they have a great network to plug in the EVs. And I think that Volkswagen, which wants to be all EV in the 2030s, uh, with all their new vehicles is a company that I'm very slowly adding and I may just continue to keep adding more and get to 10 shares in 2022. Second to last, Verizon, you can see, bought a lot of the telecoms. They've been beaten down. think there's a lot of consolidation going on in the telecom space. 18 shares of Verizon, average $54.26, added $46.08, $46.08 of annual added dividend income. And again, just like AT&T, they sold off uh, AOL and Yahoo. They sold off, it was called Verizon Media. They sold that off because they want to get smaller, leaner and meaner, which is what we've been seeing with AT&T, GE, Verizon, Johnson & Johnson, spinoffs from Merck. Uh, you got, there's, they're all doing it. It's the hip thing the kids are doing nowadays. Like to put your pudding in the jello pudding pop. I don't know where that came from. That's from me as a kid growing up with Bill Cosby on the brain. So anyways, Verizon. Love myself some Verizon and I'm probably most definitely going to be adding more Verizon. And last, two shares of ExxonMobil. Should have added more. I was buying heavy toward the end of 2020 and kind of tapered that off in 2021. So oil isn't going anywhere yet. I know a lot of people are worried about it, but they are not ready to replace oil just yet. And it goes into so many products and you have jets and you have heavy machinery equipment that's not all going to be on batteries just yet. So companies like Exxon, yes, the world will one day transition out of oil. And I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, but 
It is just something to be aware of. But for the time being, I think confidently in the next 10 years at least, Exxon, Chevron, they're not going anywhere. And I love Exxon because they're fully vertically integrated, meaning they are part of the uh, downstream, midstream, and upstream processes, which is getting it out of the ground, transporting it, and then refining it and getting it to the pump. So Exxon and Chevron, love them because of that. Helps them be a little more resilient in down economic times. So all in all, we added $769.84 of dividend income to the bridge portfolio in 2021. So the three companies that I'm going to be adding in 2022 are PepsiCo, ticker PEP, AT&T, ticker T and Intel, ticker INTC. Now there's always companies we're adding, but those are my three main focus areas. And I know a lot of people are still dogging on AT&T and rightfully so. Here's one interesting thing. They have a lot of debt. Now I took their debt and I multiplied that by a 5% inflation rate. So their debt will be reduced. The value of it will be reduced by 778 billion dollars every year annually. That is if it, we have a sustained 5%-ish inflation rate. So I think that's interesting. That's just one more thing to keep in mind with some of these big companies that have a lot of debt, which AT&T and Verizon both do. So that's obviously a risk, too much debt. And since we were talking about the pharmaceutical companies and a lot of people are not aware of the patent cliff that's coming up, click this video right here learn all about some of the major drugs that are going to be facing that patent cliff in the years coming up. And when you do that, I will talk to you there.